It is time for your favorite Android podcast from the crew of BlindAndroidUsers.com. Kick back, relax, and enjoy another fine episode from these Google fanboys and gals as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here are your hosts. Hello and welcome to episode 61 of the Blind Android Users podcast. I'm Ed Green, and I'm joined this week by my co-hosts Warren Carr, Austin Pinto, Fee Dunn, and Doug Cameron. And we are coming to you on Saturday, February the 5th, 2022. We have our usual announcement section from Austin. We continue our tour through the network and internet settings. Then we have an app of the week from Warren, and that is Voice Recorder. And we close with highlights from Talkback. How are we all doing, folks? Warren, what's going on? Thank you so much for asking, Aid. You know what? For the first time this winter, we are probably going to get 47 degrees. And I can't wait to finish this recording, take my head out there, and get bathed in the sunlight. Absolutely beautiful. My daughter and I went for a little walk yesterday. It was nice, although a little bit on the chill side, 34 degrees. But the sun was peeking in and out, and it was a beautiful sight. So I am excited. Nice. 47 still sounds kind of cold, but there we are. Austin, standing in Mumbai. Mumbai is still cold and nice. Winter is still on. One day is getting cold, one day is getting warm. Cameron Douglas, what's going on? Not too, too much. Just, you know, wait and see if we actually get the melt like they're expecting it to tomorrow. Um, yeah, been just been pretty, pretty busy keeping up on, you know, playing with Google, uh, my Google stuff with Samsung Dex. Kind of awesome having a virtual machine on my phone. So, you know, pretty good. Fee, what's happening in London? I don't know because I'm in London too. London's been sunny today. It's still quite cold, but sunny and birds singing away and making us aware that spring is coming soon. I've been busy with various um, things for church services and for my studies to do with becoming a preacher. And I also bought a new Bluetooth keyboard this week, which is very nice because it will let me connect to three different phones and switch between them really easily. Whereas before with the keyboards I had, I always used to have to pair them all over again. And if I wanted to use a different phone and that was very annoying. So I'm very happy now that uh, I don't have to fiddle faddle around with that anymore. That is um, good. What, what keyboard's that? It's an Artec folding Bluetooth keyboard. Uh, I have done a demo, which will I'm sure appear on one of these podcasts. It's only short like eight minutes or something um yeah i uh, i got it uh last week and it's it's good nice 30 pounds so quite reasonable yeah very reasonable indeed think about birds though i think they should probably branch out in the social media networks they frequent because they'll only ever do twitter will not they won't they yeah yeah they they mind you they do have faces so they could do facebook they don't know. They just tweet. Yeah. Kid. They don't. They, they are not tapping their full potential. Well, we need a, a sort of pigeon post type of uh, network for the pigeons, don't we? We do. We do. 
Austin, what's happening in the announcements? In the announcements, we are very proud and honored to say that we have entered into a partnership with uh, Talk Tech Tidbits. So, if you don't know, Talk Tech Tidbits is a newsletter that comes out every week. It's a mailing newsletter, and it has articles on all topics related to technology regarding disability, blindness, or sight restore. advocacy jaws articles nvd articles reaper and everything so you get a mixed bag of everything from tech to advocacy to everything and also our podcast is featured on every newsletter of top ted tidbits so if you want to catch us there you can also read subscribe to the newsletter we'll have the link in the show notes and then you can get the newsletter thursday morning at 4 am eastern time so we are very proud and we thank the publishers of top tech tidbits for accepting us as partners and also congratulate them on crossing 7000 readership that's all in the announcements thanks very much austin yeah the check that out now we turn to our perambulation through the android settings categories and we pick up where we left off last week with network and internet we have a couple of demos to show you uh this week warren is there anything you want to say about this before we dive in all i want to say is that it's a very important subject matter and you boys you're going to be doing some wonderful stuff today showing us some of those things that we didn't get to last week and i am glad that we're doing this the first demo we're going to have comes from austin and he's going to take us through the internet settings so all about wifi networks so today i'm going to demonstrate how to manage your wifi network as we continue our connected to galaxy watch um, 4b and network setting section So there are two ways to manage your networks. First is go to settings, then connectivity ah, or internet or connections. Different OEMs say different things for the setting, and then you turn on Wi-Fi after you click on the Wi-Fi option, or you go to your quick settings panel that is swiped down two times and find. this as you can hear my phone is not connected to internet. wifi it's connected to lte internet, internet. so you want internet. to long press on internet. this internet on connected to galaxy watch for fixed connectivity navigate up airtel connected lte settings button then you have your settings this is lte settings this is not wifi wifi find and connect to wifi networks off it's currently it's off i want wifi. to double tap and select on find and connect to wifi networks on it will take some time alaston pinto alaston pinto so these Toronto, are all the network uh, networks in my area scan qr network preference save network non carrier data usage 2. Now let me show you how to manage your Wi-Fi network because I showed you how to turn it off or turn it on. To manage the Wi-Fi networks, you go into settings. Telegram, Skype, settings, setting, search settings, network and internet settings. 
this demo is done on a Pixel 4a running the latest available version of Android 12 January security patch. This February security patch is not released as of this recording being published. So I'll click on internet, network and inter internet. Alliston Pinto underscore router 5G. This should have been called Wi-Fi. I don't know why Google has decided to call it internet. So here in this window, you get navigate up, fixed connectivity, fixed connectivity, Airtel settings, Wi-Fi, find and connect to Wi-Fi networks on switch. Alliston Pinto underscore. So you get the same things as the network preferences. Quick settings. doesn't turn back on automatically. We'll click on network preferences. Setting. Navigate up. Turn on Wi-Fi automatically. Wi-Fi will turn back on near high quality safe networks like your home network off switch. So turn if you are on a limited mobile data, I would suggest that you turn this on. This what, what this will do is it will turn on your Wi-Fi automatically when you are in range of a high quality or a very strong uh, signal strength saved Wi-Fi networks. If you're in a if you're on a range of high quality, strong signal, unknown network, it will not turn on automatically. Notify for public networks when automatic connection isn't available on switch. This will notify, notify you whenever public Wi-Fi is available. Install certificates. Some of these Wi-Fi's, mainly the enterprise Wi-Fi's, require you have some certificates to connect to them. Wi-Fi Direct. This is Wi-Fi Direct. Network preferences. So this is all the network preferences. We'll go back. Settings. Network. Save network. Non-carrier data. Scan QR code button. You can scan the QR code on the router. Some routers have a QR code or uh, wherever there are public Wi-Fi is in shopping malls and all. On some boards, there are QR codes. You can scan them and connect to them without entering your password or anything. Some public Wi-Fi networks, you may have to enter your phone number and OTP, but otherwise you have to just scan the QR code. Network preferences. Now, if you want to see a list of your saved networks, which Google backs up on your account. So even if you format the phone, the saved networks won't be lost. Saved networks. You click networks. on the saved networks. And you get a list of Save all networks. your networks that you have ever connected to. Navigate up other networks. Alliston Pinto underscore router. Alliston Pinto underscore router 5G. AO5, AO5 underscore 5G secure network. So these are some of the networks that I have connected to. There are lots more. I'm not going to go into all those lists. Now let us click on, a, on the Wi-Fi network that we are connected to. And let's explore what is in there. Alliston Pinto underscore router 5GHC connected. What? So as Settings. you heard, I'm on Network a 5 details. gigahertz uh, uh, Wi-Fi. Navigate, modify. Alliston Pinto underscore router 5GHC connected. 
forget button forget if you are facing some connectivity issues you can click on forget this will forget the network and then when you have to reconnect you have to enter the password that is uh, registered or the password that is entered on the router to allow network connectivity and then you can connect so this will be like connecting your device to that network for the first time disconnect button you can disconnect, disconnect if you want share button share you can share this network and if you click on this verify that it's you tap to cancel authentication it button. will uh, ask you for authentication you put your fingerprint authenticated share wifi let's explore the shared wifi network once you have authorized it share scan this qr code with another device to join if you want to instantly connect to this network you can scan the qr code with another phone and join this network and then under that the password is given which is in nearby very button. clear text or you can even do a nearby share so that is the share networks settings share signal strength good signal strength signal strength is good because i am very very far from the router almost um, two rooms away from the router so the signal strength is not the strongest frequency 5 gigahertz this frequency. is the frequency security wpa wpa2 personal i would security. recommend that you use if you have not used a security on your router or wifi and if you have this at home i would recommend that you use wpa2 psk or if you have a brand new router or if you want to upgrade if you are planning to upgrade a router you should go with a wpa3 psk this is the newest standard of security i would recommend that you go with that network usage detect automatically this is the network usage so how are you using the network and what all you are doing on that network and accordingly it will allot the bandwidth so this is detect automatically let's click here and see pop up settings app connected forget disconnect security network usage pop up window checked detect automatically settings network usage for some reason this uh, settings is just closing so i don't know what is the problem privacy use randomized mac default this if you want to be private on the network you can use a randomized mac but do do be aware that some isps have a limit of registered max in their list of uh, connectivity and if you use a lot of random max then you may just hit the limit or there may be some problems so it's best to ask your isp if you should enable this option auto connect allow connection to this network when in range on switch this you can turn on or off if you are on an unknown network i would suggest that you turn it off because it's for security reason but if you are in a home network or office network or some known networks then you can leave it on it's on by default when you connect add device use a qr code to add a device to this network again it's the same thing as share network you can add another device 
to the network using QR code. Network details, heading. Network details. This is all the technical details. We'll just skim over them. Type Wi-Fi 5. Type. So type is Wi-Fi 5 because it's a 5 gigahertz. Randomized MAC address, 96. That is the randomized MAC. This IP is address. not public IP. This is the IP that your router has given you. So it's okay. Under the uh, under your IP, the next option is your gateway. This will be the default IP address of your router. Subnet mask. 255.255.255.0. This is a standard subnet, subnet mask. Um, DNS FE80626344CFFFEACA611%WLAN0. This is using an IP6 for DNS. And again, the gateway will be your router's IP address at the end or. It depends on the ISP. Some ISPs use uh, Google DNS. Some ISPs use their own DNS. Another recommendation, and I know this is not a Wi-Fi podcast, but if you want to see real high speeds in networking, and if your ISP does not use Google DNS or um, Open DNS or whatever, you should change to Google DNS. The DNS address is uh, primary DNS address is 8.8.8.8 and secondary DNS address is 8.8.4.4. What happens is the ISP's DNS gets overloaded. They do not have enough bandwidth. So you get slow network or slow site loads and all at peak time. And Google silent. has a lot of bandwidth. So you get uh, pretty amazing results. Sometimes not so amazing results, but sometimes amazing results. So you need to play with it before playing with this. Take a backup of your router. Transmit link speed, 390 megabits per second. This is your transmit link speed. This is how much data your device can transmit to other devices in the network. Receive link speed, 351 megabits per second. So these, this is the speed that other devices can send to your device. It depends how strong the signal is and also depends on the frequency. If you use a 2.4 gigahertz network, it should be around 54 to 58 to 80 around, but uh, five gigahertz will give you a lot and six gigahertz will give you even more. IPv6 addresses, heading. IPv6 this is IPv6 addresses. So that is it from the Wi-Fi window. And this is the demo on how to manage your Wi-Fi network. I hope you have enjoyed this demo and hope these tips that I've given you will be useful. Thanks, Austin. I've got to say, I don't like what Google has done here. I said this last week, I think. Um, I don't think the labels are as helpful as they could be here. I would I would have, I think, something like Wi-Fi right up front on my network and internet screens. I wouldn't bury it in internet. Uh, I think I think it could be a lot more helpful and user-friendly than it is, but that's just my view. You know, you're right, uh, Ed. Like I said last week, I think what Google fails to do is the fact that they fail to keep things consistent. So you're kind of getting used to something. 
and in the next iteration, things get changed or get regrouped. You don't expect people to always uh, have to learn something new again. And I wish they stopped doing that. But I totally understand what you're saying. Now I'm going to show you various settings relating to SIM cards, and particularly the SIMS setting. I'm Ed Green, and in this demonstration, I'm going to show you settings related to your SIM card in the Network and Internet Settings category in Android 12. I'm doing this on my Sony Xperia 1 Mark III. I have installed two SIMs for the purposes of this. I have a dual SIM phone. Uh, there are important settings uh, relating to your SIM card, even if you only have one SIM. I think it makes the settings window look more interesting, though, and it'll show you the potential if you do have a two SIM or a dual SIM phone. I've previously demonstrated uh, installing an eSIM on our YouTube channel. Go take a look at that if you're interested. This phone is not an eSIM enabled phone, it is a dual SIM physical SIM phone. So, the first settings category I'm going to show you isn't actually SIMs, but it is. Calls and SMS, Vodafone, preferred, Hifco. Double tap to activate. So this is the calls and SMS uh, category in your network and internet settings. And you'll see uh, it slightly mangled the speech, but I have two. I have Vodafone and GifGaf. And I suppose we could start by thinking about why you might want two SIM cards in the same phone. Why might you want to take advantage of your phone's dual SIM capabilities? Well, I think there are two main reasons. The first and most room. obvious one is probably if you have a, a personal uh, SIM and a business SIM. So you've got a personal line and a business line and you want to have them on the same handset. This will enable you to do it as your SIM phone very easily. The second is probably if you travel a lot. Uh, you might have two locations and maybe network coverage on one network isn't great in one of them. So you have two SIMs in your phone. Perhaps a more obvious use case is if you're traveling internationally and you might either want to put a local SIM in that second SIM slot or maybe you have one of those international global SIMs which offer you cheap uh, calls and data rates uh, around the world. So we're in calls and SMS. I'm going to double tap on this. Settings. Calls and SMS out of list. Navigate up. Button. Calls. Vodafone. Preferred. Gift of. And list. Select. Let's go in here and see what we have. Calls, ticked, Vodafone, and list. So Vodafone is my preferred network. You can hear that. I also have... GIFGAF. Double tap the toggle. GIFGAF is my secondary network. But in calls, at least, I have... Ask every time. Double tap the toggle. So you could literally have it ask every single time. And if you go into your contacts, I believe you can set it so that you can have contacts associated with different SIMs. So different uh, contacts will be called on different SIMs. But you can, if you like, for the avoidance of doubt, have Ask Every Time. I'm going to back out. Navigation bar, back, settings, calls, Vodafone, preferred, GIFCOF, and list. SMS, Vodafone, preferred, GIFCOF. Double tap to activate. And this option is, is which is going to text you. Um, it's the same, except that there's no ask every time option. So I won't go into here. There's not much. But uh, yeah, you don't have an ask every time option for SMS text messages. Navigate up. Button. Out of settings. Calls and SMS. Vodafone. Preferred. Gift of. And list. 
Sims, Vodafone, Gifco. Double tap to activate. So Sims was the main purpose of this demo. Sims, Vodafone, Gifco. Double tap to act. Settings. Sims, out of list. Navigate up. Sim, heading, and list. Vodafone, active slash default for mobile data. Calls, SMS. Double tap to activate. So Vodafone, as you can hear, is active and it's my default sim. Gifco, active. Double tap to activate. And the GIFGAF sim is not default for anything, but it does work. And that's it. And that's important, because what I'm going to show you now is quite cool. I'm going to go into the Vodafone sim, just because it's active. Vodafone, act, sim, heading. Vodafone, act. Mobile network. Vodafone, out of list. And we'll explore what's in here, and I'll tell you why it's cool in a minute. Navigate up, button, sim name and color. Sim, on, switch, and list. 19.85 GB used, 0B, 19.85 GB, 4 days left. So it shows us what the uh, uh, consumption of data is on that sim. Quite handy if you're capped. I don't think the four days does actually relate to my monthly billing cycle. I think my phone's decided when that should be. Uh, no doubt I could go in there and have a look or change it somewhere else. Data preference, Vodafone. Double tap to activate. That is my data preference. I don't want to change it. I don't want GIFGAF to be my default data sim. Calls preference, Vodafone, preferred, GIFGAF. Double tap to activate. SMS preference, Vodafone, preferred, GIFGAF. Double tap to activate. So those settings categories outside of this are a bit redundant, really. You could change them from within here. Mobile data, access data using mobile network, on, switch. Double tap to activate. And this is the first reason why this is quite cool. So mobile data, your here is on. If I turn it off here, it will only be turned off for this SIM card. If I were to turn it off and go into GIFGAF, mobile data would uh, still be on in GIFGAF. And uh, obviously, you know, if you have a SIM with a low data uh, limit and you don't want to risk using it, you could disable data on one SIM card and still have it enabled on the other. And this is particularly important for the next setting. Roaming. Connect the data services when roaming. Off. Switch. Double tap to activate. Roaming is when you're using your SIM card abroad. That can get very expensive. Uh, so it's particularly useful, as I say, if you have a dual SIM use case when you are traveling. Perhaps you definitely don't want any risk at all of data being used on your other SIM. You can turn it off. Data roaming is much more complicated than it used to be, albeit the consumer is still better off probably than they were 15 years ago when data roaming wasn't complicated but it was very very expensive uh, and there was no way around that and lots of people got huge phone bills running into the thousands it's not that bad now because there are various caps and usage limits and all the rest of it but uh, whether or not you're going to get charged for data roaming doesn't just depend on where you're going and your network operator it might even depend on what tariff you are on with that mobile network operator certainly in the uk it does so EE and Vodafone on their more expensive tariffs have more roaming destinations where you can use your allowances for free than they do on their cheaper tariffs. Uh, so just watch that. And a bit like with Hotspot last week, we were talking about even where you can roam, don't assume you get all your allowances. So I have unlimited data. Uh, no roaming uh, package anywhere, I don't think, will let me use unlimited data. I will be capped out at something like... 
Well, last time I looked, back when I was traveling three years ago, it was 12 gig. So uh, uh, don't assume that you have unlimited data, that you will get absolutely unlimited data, even where you can roam uh, for free. Do check the small print. Might be more than 12 gig now, I don't know. Uh, but certainly don't assume you can roam unlimitedly. So this is where you can control your data roaming. Uh, settings and as I say you can do it on a sim by sim basis which I think is good app data usage 19.85 GB used January 9th February 8th double tap to activate there we are we can see what our apps are doing uh, that's where our four days comes from as I say I don't quite know where it got those dates I didn't set it I don't think it knows when my billing cycle is um, but who knows I could be wrong perhaps it is aligned to the billing cycle I should go in and check but if you do have a monthly data data allowance then here is where you can keep track of it data warning and limit double settings data warning and limit out of list navigate up button Mobile data usage cycle and list. Set data warning off. Switch. Data warning disabled. Set data limit off. Switch. Data limit disabled. Data warning and data limit are measured by your device. This may be different from operator data. So I can configure this in here if I do want uh, warnings and limits. Data warning and limit. Navigate up. Mobile network. Data warning and limit and list. Preferred network type, 5G slash 4G slash 3G slash 2G. Double tap to activate. So it's worth having a quick look in here and I'll explain why you might want to change this. Preferred network type, ticked, 5G slash 4G slash 3G slash 2G, and list. Double tap to toggle. That's what I want. It'll essentially connect me to the fastest network it can find. 4G slash 3G slash 2G. Double tap to toggle. 3G slash 2G. Double tap to toggle. 2G only. Double tap the toggle. And there are various reasons I might want to do that, I suppose. Um, most obviously battery. Uh, 5G will use more battery than uh, uh, 4G or LTE. Uh, you might want to do it for that reason. You may have some sort of cap on 5D, 5G data consumption. That could be a speed cap. It could be a usage cap. It could be a combination of the two. And what you might find actually is that if your 5G speed is capped, as some UK networks did uh, on the launch of 5G on some of their tariffs, Vodafone, I think, still does have a tariff where 5G speeds are capped. Then in certain circumstances, 4G might actually be quicker. So you might be better off turning your 5G off in situations where your 5G speeds become capped after a certain amount of data consumption. So uh, something to bear in mind. Network heading. Automatically select network on switch. Double tap to activate. I think you're almost certainly going to want to leave this checked. Uh, unless you are in a data roaming situation where it's useful to be able to manually scan. But even nowadays, when you're roaming, uh, normally you're better off leaving this automatic. Choose network. Vodafone UK. Disabled. Well, the previous one was on, so uh, I can't choose a network. It's Vodafone, and that's what the SIM is. Access point names. Double tap to activate. And we're not going to go into access point names. So that is it. But as I say, the nice thing about this in a dual SIM environment is that you can change those settings on a per SIM basis. So that is a tour of your SIM settings.
One thing I mentioned but didn't tell you how to do, which wasn't that helpful of me, is kind of ancillary to these sim settings. And that is that if you have a dual sim scenario, you can set your phone to decide which sim a contact is called or texted from. Uh, that's not in the sim settings themselves, and I probably should have covered it. And you also can't do it from the contacts tab in the phone. Um, you might think because the uh, uh, steps appear to be able to be performed from the phone app as well as the contacts app, it might work. It won't. You need you need to fire up the contacts app. Uh, it certainly works in the Google contacts app. Maybe it works in uh, other contacts apps on your phone. You pull up the contact. You open that contact and there'll be a more options button. And in there, there is an assign SIM to contact. So if you do want a scenario where you want different contacts to be called off different SIMs, uh, you might in, a, in, in the scenario I mentioned in my demo where you have a business line and a personal line. Uh, that might be something you want to do. You would go in your contact app, go in your contact, go in more options, uh, and uh, there will be a sign sim to contact uh, option. As I say, if you try and do it in the phone app, uh, there you can go into the contact app and you go into a contact and there is a more options button, but that option won't be there. Now we move to the app of the week. And this week it's from Warren and it's the voice recorder app from JLabs. Hi, for episode 61's app of the week, I'll be reviewing an app called voice recorder. To be sure that I have maximum compatibility for this app, I'll be using my older device in the way of the Pixel 2 XL running Android 11 and TalkBack 12.1. For speech services, on the other hand, however, I'll be using another defunct TTS engine, and that would be the Ivona TTS engine from the defunct Bright Voice Technologies. And this is the Kindra voice. It saddens me, however, to say that a lot of the times, developers give generic names to apps that are rather unique and ought to have been given unique names. This app voice recorder, in my never-to-be-humble opinion, should have been named something like Cassette Recorder or Cassette Voice Recorder. You will understand why I am saying this as I demonstrate this app, but for now though, there's nothing that sanctifies it by its name. In other words, there's nothing in its name that sets it apart from the crowd. If you go to the Play Store and search for Voice Recorder, even though this app has a 4.8 rating, it is not going to show up in your top search results. I'll now find the icon for Voice Recorder and tap on it. Voice recorder. Voice recorder. Close. Upon launching the app, we are immediately placed on the close button found near the top right corner of the device. Below that, we have an edit field that says tap to enter name, meaning you could give the recording a name here. And below that edit field on the left hand corner is the save button. At the bottom, we have a total of four buttons. Starting from the bottom left, we've got record, start, stop, and reset. 
I'll now show you the items that I'm talking about starting from the edit field that it says to tap to enter the name. Tap to name, edit box. There's our edit field of tap to name, you give your recording a name, and at the bottom left corner of that edit field, we have the save button. Save BTN, button, text, save. Now going down to the bottom, finding those four buttons, starting from the bottom left, we have the following. Rec BTN, button. Record, to the right of that. Start BTN, button. Start, button, to the right of that. Stop BTN, button. Stop, and to the rightmost, on the edge, we have. Reset BTN, button. Reset, button. Of course, the record button would do your recording. The start button found to the right of the record button simply sets things in order for the recording. It isn't necessary to tap on that start button to record. However, upon finishing recording, tapping on the start plays your recording. Now to the right of that is the stop button, which does exactly what it says, and the reset button simply gives you that nostalgic sound of the cassette recorder button opening the cassette holder and closing it. I'll show you what I'm talking about. I'll first tap on the start button. Start BTN button. And listen to the sound. And now I'm going to tap on the reset button on the bottom right corner. Reset BTN button. There you have it. Now, going back to the close button found near the top right corner. Close. Voice recorder. Recordings. Navigate up. Button. Tapping on that close button now takes us to a screen where our recordings will be found. To the top corner of the phone, we have settings at the very top right corner, followed by sort by found to the left of that. Settings. And going left. Sort. Sort. Now I'm below that settings. We have. Recycle bin. Zero. Recycle bin. In other words, when you delete recordings or after finishing recording without giving it a name and you simply close out of the app, it will be placed in your recycle bin. On the top left corner, we have the navigate up. Tapping on that navigate up takes us to a screen where we could see the different features found within the app. I would like to mention here in passing that in order to unlock every feature of this app, one would need to shell out $15.99. I'll now tap on that Navigate app to take us to where I'm talking about where we could see all of the features that are behind the paywall. Navigate up button. Voice recorder. Navigate up button. On this screen, we have some buttons near the top right. We have from the far right corner. Records. And to the left of that, we have. Share. Now below, going from left to right, we have Go Premium. Go Premium. And below that, on the right, we have. Settings. Settings, which is more like a heading.
Now below that, we have the features that I'm talking about. The first item is a tape deck. These are different types of tape decks that you can choose from, from different builds and looks and things like that. I'll show you what I'm talking about. Tape deck. Voice recorder. Navigate up. Button. Down. Near the middle. One of nine. In list. Nine items. Text. Random save auto. Reverse play stop reset rec. Swiping to the right or moving my finger down. Two of nine. Text. Save auto. Reverse play reset stop rec. Keep going. Three of nine. Text. Save auto reverse play rec stop. Next. Four of nine. Text. Save auto. Reverse reset play rec stop. What we're seeing here are different models of tape decks that one could choose from. Tapping on any of those, however, you'd be told to make a purchase in order to unlock that. I'll show you what I'm talking about. Tape deck. Out of list. Upgrade to a premium account to unlock all upgrades. That's what I'm talking about. I'll now go back. Tape deck. And I'll go back again to the previous screen. Void. Now below that tape deck, what we have next is the various cassettes that one could choose from. And in this case, we have a total of 42 cassettes. I'll show you some of them. Tape cassette. Voice recorder. Navigate up. Button. Putting my finger down toward the middle. One of 42. In list. 42 items. Text. NRL no FF a random type A. Normal. Position normal bias 120 a sec. I'll move my finger down or swipe right. 2 of 42. Text. Normal bias 120 type A. Normal. Position stereo mono 60 audio tape made in Japan T7. Move my finger down or swipe right. 3 of 42. Text. Stereo mono AET7 audio tape mad hi-fi low noise cassette tape cassette tape. And just like the tape decks, these, when tapped on, will take you to where you could buy or unlock the premium feature in order to get that. So now, I'll go back to the previous screen. Voice recorder. Settings. Out of list. Tape cassette. We continue below to see what other features are found. Recorder settings. This is the recorder settings heading, and below that we have... Default file type, MP3. Default file type, and tapping here, there's either MP3 or the .wav format. Below that we have... Sampling rate, 44,100 Hz, CD quality. The sampling rate. You could tap here and go change it to the sampling rate that you prefer, or leave it on the default if that's what you want. Below that we have... Recordings folder, slash storage, slash emulated, slash zero, slash android, slash data, slash me, dot labs, dot voice recorder, slash files, slash music, slash voice, underscore recorder, slash. This is where your recordings are located. And by the way, you could choose a different folder if that's what you want. I haven't done so, and I hope that it supports the SD card for those of you with phones that support SD cards, so you could choose to save your recordings on an SD card.
And by the way, the app is from a group called JLabs. That's letter J space L-A-B-S. Let's move to the next item. Launch in recorder. And these are features that are launched in the recording which you can turn off or leave checked. Checkbox checked. Button click sounds. The click sounds, and that one is checked, in other words, if you want to hear those retro sounds that you hear when one is using a cassette recorder and pressing those buttons, then leave this checkbox checked. And checking it would take away those sounds. And by the way, you know, if you have some side, you could actually see the cassette spinning. Absolutely beautiful and a nostalgic experience. Next, we have... Settings. Settings. We tap here. Allow voice recorder to access photos, media, and files on your device. Allow button. And I could tap allow. Select a folder. Agapla voices. If I want to change mine to a folder called recordings, I'll scroll down and find the recordings folder and tap on it. Recorders 0202. Recordings. 1203 1209. If I tab here on recordings, dot. And there's either cancel button cancel out of list or choose button. or choose, which means you could choose that folder. I'll tap on cancel. Cancel. Voice recorder settings. Below that we have about. We have the about followed by app version. 3.5.1 and feedback provide us with feedback to help us improve the app and below that privacy policy and that's the last thing i'll now go back by simply going back voice recorder recordings and i'm back to the screen where the recordings are found now in order to go back to the first screen where we could do the actual recording I will now need to tap on the settings found near the top right corner. Settings. Voice recorder. Close. Tapping on settings brings me back to the very first screen and we hear the word close. This is the main UI where all those buttons are located. I'll now find the record button found near the bottom left corner and tap on it. Rec BTN button. Hi, this is a demonstration for blind Android users. I will now tap on the stop button, which is the third button to the right. Stop BTN button. Without giving it a name or anything of the sort, I will now tap on the second button from the left and that will be the start button. That will rewind the cassette and starts the playback. Here's what I'm talking about. Start BTN button. Hi, this is a demonstration for blind Android users. I will now tap on the stop button, which is the third button to the right. Stop BTN button. So that is that recording. If I tap on reset. Reset BTN button. Pro tip number two. That means that recording has been moved to the recordings folder without a name. 
If I tap on the start button, we're not going to hear any playback. Start BTN button. And that is the voice recorder, which I would rather wish that the developers had named it cassette recorder or something to that effect. Thanks very much, Warren. And we close this week with another item from Warren, and it's his highlights from TalkBack. We continue now with our theme of highlights from TalkBack. This is installment 23. In our last installment, which was installment 22, we concluded the heading of the one-finger back-and-forth movement. Today, in installment 23, we'll be starting the series on the one-finger angular gestures. For this demonstration, I'm using my Pixel 6 Pro with 512 gigs, running Android 12 and TalkBack 12.1. For speech services, I'm using the defunct Eloquence TTS from Cloud Factory. I will now tap once with three fingers to activate the TalkBack menu. TalkBack menu. Actions and list. Tapping with three fingers activates the TalkBack menu. The next item I would like to tap on is the TalkBack settings found just above the TTS settings, which is the second to the last item. I will now put my finger down and tap on TalkBack settings. TalkBack settings. TalkBack settings. Navigate up button out of list. I am now in the TalkBack settings. I will now, using two fingers, glide up, scrolling the page down, find and tap on Customize Gestures. Customize Gestures. Here is my Customized Gestures. I will tap here. Customize Gestures. Navigate up button out of list. I am now on the gesture customization page, and what I'm looking for here is a heading that talks about one-finger angular gestures. I will now utilize my heading granularity by scrubbing up and down till I hear it says heading. Links. Controls. Headings. There is my heading, and now with one finger, I'll swipe down till it says one finger angular gestures or something to that effect. One finger heading. One finger back and forth heading. One finger angle heading. Showing items 9 to 19 of 54. One finger angle, and that's the one we're talking about today. Our first item in this heading will be the following. Swipe up then left home. Showing items 9 to 19 of 54. Swipe up, then left, home. What this means is that when I draw a line upwards, or swipe upward with one finger, and then curving to the left, takes me back home. In other words, if you have difficulty using the two finger for the native gestures to swipe from the bottom, and go home, then you could utilize the screen reader built-in gesture, and that will be the swiping from the bottom of the phone toward the top and curving to the left to go home. 
I personally prefer using the native OS gestures so that if I wanted to, I could reassign this gesture for something else. As long as the native gestures are available to me as a user, I would rather use the OS native gestures as to using a screen reader based gestures. However, I understand that we have choices and preferences and this may be easier for someone than using the native gestures. Also, it should be understood that one could choose to reassign this to something else. For example, if any of these gestures are hard for you and you want to reassign this to a tap or triple tap or whatever, you could choose to reassign that to make it be your navigator home gesture. I will now swipe and curve to the left to go home so that you see what I'm talking about. Pixel launcher. Home out of list. I just swiped from the bottom toward the top and curved to the left and that took me home. Again, you could change this to something else that you prefer. And that concludes the swipe from the bottom toward the top and curving to the left to go home. And that's all we have for you this week. Austin, where can people pull our cheeks? So people can pull our cheeks and they can smack our cheeks and whatever they want to do. Contact us at blindandroidusers.com is our email ID. You can visit us on the website blindandroidusers.com. Subscribe to our mailing group, Blind Android Users Plus. Subscribe at groups.io. The links to join our Telegram group, YouTube channel, and Clubhouse will be in the show notes. So do subscribe to everything and let's all make a common Android platform and make this podcast reach to a lot of people. Thanks very much, everyone. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much, guys. Bye-bye. Later. And that has been another episode of the Blind Android Users Podcast. As always, we appreciate hearing from you. You send those email messages to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. For those My Android Journey stories, we encourage you to send those to myandroidjourney at blindandroidusers.com. Until we see you in our next episode, you have a wonderful day.